Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. Back with just the two OGs. Back with another Kevin Smith film. Next one on the list is Red State. This came out in 2011. IMDb is 6.1, a meta score of 50. Rotten Tomatoes of 61% tomato meter, 54% audience. Had a $4 million budget. Domestically, $1,104,682. Worldwide, $1,874,460. was, of course, written and directed by the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Smith. All right, so things haven't changed much over here. We're still doing the McMasters and Diet Pepsi. Why the hell not? Don't mess with a good thing. So this is Kevin Smith's first off-the-rails movie. Yeah, I mean, you show anybody any of the Viewisk Universe movies... Oh, yeah, that's a Kevin Smith film. Clerks, too. Clerks. Like, all those back in the day. I mean, Chasing Amy was very much of a drama comedy, but... It still had that dialogue. It still, you could tell it's a Kevin Smith film. definitely. But, going into this, when I was on vacation, and we were with our podcast friend, (laughs) um, her husband and I were battling each other at dinner it was on tv we both watched it you know we did our pre-dinner mm-hmm. movie relaxing drinking thing and he's like that is not a kevin smith i'm like that is a <laughs> kevin smith film I'm like and then he started having me second guess myself <laughs> because we we're going back and forth and i'm like no really dude i remember talking like that that was a kevin smith movie right I'm like yeah that was yeah, and then like we're in the middle of like eating cheese off the cheese cart or whatever the hell, and he's on his phone. He's like, "You're right. It is a Kevin Smith film." I'm like, yes, it is. I'm like, I know my shit, and now you had me second guessing myself, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And that—that's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> you show this to somebody who had seen any of those previous movies, they would have no fucking idea that this was a kevin smith well movie. it's jay and silent bob you and i are jay and silent bob we're heterosexual life mates yeah like that is the thing about this is most of kevin smith's film has jay and silent bob in some sort of way hanging around like the mall or outside the fast food place or always... outside the convenience store yeah or they're just randomly in a just one shot of a film and it's like what the hell yeah but this, I mean... Like Chasing Amy. Yep. But this movie has very little comedic value to it. Oh, very and, much none. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can argue that the funniest part of the movie was the very end when 
the pastors singing in prison and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that, that, that is the only. That was funny. That's the only part. But that's really it. That's the only part you can tell is a Kevin Smith movie because uh, there was another one where they ended with "Shut the fuck up." Which one was that? What am I thinking of? Like, or they started it with "Shut the fuck up." Uh, shit. It was one of his films. Like, it was another one that he did that. It could have been just not even at the beginning or the end, but it was just yeah. But yeah, somebody else said, "Shut the fuck up." But I mean, the beginning kind of had a little bit of comedy in it when they're talking about getting pussy and oh yeah like the beginning like sh- seeing boobs on the thing like yeah. oh la 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 chicago 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 like none of these places are close and then they see the one that's close to them and that's when they're like oh she's gonna do all three of us at the same time <sighs> like yeah <laughs> but i yeah, it's it's not a comedy whatsoever. No, and going to that part real quick, I don't know why they chose the old mom when they could have chose a twenty year old something daughter that would have played. Probably because she could handle herself a little better. That's maybe true. I don't know. Because they never really say how much the girl knew about what the fuck was going on. Yeah, they just knew that she was thirty eight, and they didn't see a face, and who cares? We put a bag over it. But in my head. If I pulled up and saw that, I don't care if I'm a virgin or not, but I don't know if I'd want to take my virginity with that. No. Um, I mean, I'm desperate as a horny 17-year-old boy. But you find a desperate, horny 17-year-old girl, too, you would think. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be real. Take a BBW over 17-year-old over a fucking dad at that time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, um... But yeah, I mean, well, the movie opens with them, the church, what do they call it, Five Points? Yeah. Uh, they were protesting a funeral of a gay high schooler. Who was died. murdered, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, you're led to believe throughout the film that they were the ones who killed him. Mm-hmm. Just because of how they said they're wrapped in plastic wrap and shot or something? Yeah, I think they said he was shot. Found so, outside the yeah outside of a gay bar. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, this movie is. I mean, takes. It's not exactly verbatim from the Westboro Baptist Church, but they were a heavy influence. Yeah. Into the they even mentioned the Westboro Baptist Church, in the movie. Like when John Goodman's on the phone, oh, he's like. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Westboro Baptist Church. They're up in Kansas. They're sewers, not doers. Yeah. Implying so, that they sue instead of actually and committing that's based violence. based on the real... That, yeah. They're very litigious. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're a real group. And I guess we can get into it afterwards, but he's... Kevin Smith talked to a couple of them that came to one of the screenings. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> we, well, we can watch the clip after, but it's on YouTube. You can find it. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but so the movie essentially starts with these three buddies trying to get laid. And they go on this, I guess, precursor to Tinder and find this woman who's willing to take all three of them at the same time. 
in a town nearby. So they go, end up sideswiping a car on the way. Which was the sheriff getting a blowjob from another guy. Now, how did the priest get pictures of that? That probably wasn't the first time he's done it. Okay. But that was my... Like, that was his go-to spot. Like, a few minutes from the church, parked right off the highway right there. Yeah. Getting sucked off by another dude. Yeah, because he even talked about wiping shit off his dick and stuff. And oh, so yeah. that probably had happened more than once. Yeah. So he's all upset. Once he gets back to the station, he sends his deputy out to go find the car that hit him, and he starts having a breakdown because he's married, and it looks like he's about to shoot himself. And then he sees the ATF notification and calls them. Which brings in John Goodman's character, and all the while these kids go to this trailer in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, again, you pull up, you see that girl, you see that little-ass ghetto trailer. I'm pretty sure you can find something better than that. Desperate times, I guess, man. But And th- so then they go in the trailer, and she's like, I don't need fuck or... Get, have sex with guys after two beers. So she's roofing these motherfuckers. Yeah, just drugs them and brings them back to their compound. Which, okay. Throwing it out there a little bit. I know they're young boys, horny, not even using their mind. But you're not too far from the compound. You have some girl that's wanting to, you to do this. I mean, it's not really gay with if you're gonna bang one girl with three guys as long as you're not banging each other but it's still considered a gay code i guess i don't really know well they weren't going to kill them for any gay reason i mean that was no they they said it the pastor said it he's like three guys with one girl that's a gay he said something like that when he was in there. Yeah, I guess you're right. You might have said it might as well have been or something. Yeah. Or if you're willing to share a woman with two other men, it's still debauchery or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so one of them is brought in in a dog crate, it looked like. Yeah. Like right in front of the sermon. Covered in a sheet or whatever. The two, book. The other two were... Tied up in a cellar. They were saran wrapped. Yeah, cellar, it was yeah. saran wrapped. Yeah. And then there was one guy saran wrapped to a cross. And we're led to believe that he was just another gay. I was wondering if that's the guy that was sucking the sheriff off. No, because he was like a Mexican or something. Okay. They made reference to it when he was on the radio. Okay. Because I wasn't sure, but okay. That would have been a twist and turn plot if they would have done that way. Yeah, um, so he gives a very good, like, dialogue, and the sermon he gives, mm-hmm. it's very well performed, I mean, the performances in the movie are good, the kids were kind of weak, but Michael Parks, we used to talk about the cast, Melissa Leo, um, uh, John Goodman, of course, uh, Stephen Root, I think was the name of the... Sheriff, mm-hmm. I mean they're all great. Yeah, and the, like they were saying, it was a four million dollar budget, and you had all these big stars. Like, 
That means they're dedicated to Kevin Smith himself. Right? Yeah, uh, well, the, at least the script that was given to him. Like, they didn't get paid much to do this film, so well, they had to have liked what they were performing. They were definitely rolling the dice because this was Kevin Smith's first serious film. Like, And it's a film coming off of Cop Out, which yeah, was which Cop Out critical horseshit. and commercial failure. Yeah, that was horseshit. <clears throat> but, yeah, I just... They had to have liked what the script was in order to do it because they didn't get paid much, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But they're all fantastic actors. Oh, yeah. I love John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Dude, him on that one detective, or not a detective, but um, him and... Uh, Big Lebowski? No, not Big Lebowski. No, he was fantastic in that. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> we already know Big Lebowski yeah. is awesome. But John Goodman and when the drunk guy and the little girl and... The drunk guy and the little girl. Good guys. He wasn't in Nice not, Guys? Nice Guys. He wasn't in... That was Russell Crowe. Oh, I thought John Goodman was in that. No, I don't think so. Oh, why am I turned around then? Yeah, I don't think he was in Nice Guys. I'm thinking of something like Nice Guys, then. I, I kind of have a vague remembrance of what you're talking about, but I can't place it. Um, I don't know it when I see it. But no, I am not. I wasn't really all that familiar with Michael Parks. <coughs> with who? Michael Parks. Which one was he? He was the pastor. Oh, okay. But he was... Fucking great. He's also the guy in Tusk also. Yeah. But Kevin Smith came out and said that if Michael Parks had passed on this movie, he wasn't going to make it. Because he made the role for him. Yeah. He saw him in, oh God, from dusk till dawn and loved his performance so much, he said he wanted to work with him. And another thing I read in the trivia was he... uh, Brought this to the Weinsteins with Zach and Mary. Oh, really? Like, I have both these scripts if you want one or both of them. If you want free. And they took Zach and Mary but passed on this one because it was too bleak, is what the trivia said. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I mean, it is pretty fucking bleak. Oh, it is. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't. Uh, maybe it was for that time, because they, cause Zach and Mary came out what oh seven oh eight eight, so yeah, four years later, like there's a lot of cult stuff that happened around then, so possibly. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't figure out that fucking what I was trying to go with there. Um. No, so when shit got absolutely wild when they killed the first guy because that's when um, they took the guy out of the crate, the one of the teenagers. Well, I think that was kind of clever, too, how they shot the first guy. Had him completely saran wrapped, then wrap his head, shoot him in the head, and then wrap the hole so there's no blood evidence. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of clever. They did some thinking on that. <clears throat> but, 
and then yeah they drop him into the cellar with the other two and the bone breaks out of his body and that's how they cut themselves free I'm like fuck me that's, yeah that's pretty creative damn it kevin nothing like he's ever done before no like so you're telling me he had this written a long time before any of this he had <clears throat> been writ he had the idea for this because malcolm his buddy yeah did a documentary on the Phelpses, essentially. Not on the Phelpses, but the documentary was called Small Town Gay Bar. And it's a kind of about gay culture in small communities. Yeah. And ended up interviewing... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the head guy of Westboro. But he interviewed him. And Kevin Smith was just fascinated by this guy's outlook on the world and shit. It's like, I got. I think I can get a movie out of this. Which led to Red State. And Kevin Smith really is into the gay culture because of his brother. His brother. I mean, he's had gay people in his life from the beginning. Yeah, I'm guessing it's his brother, though, that's his big... Yeah, like, any time... Even when he wrote and did Chasing Amy, he ran it by his brother. Like, is this okay? Like... Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it's fucking hilarious. So he was kind of been, his brother's kind of been his entrance into that world and approval of that world, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how that was the genesis of this movie, was just watching that interview with Phelps. Interesting. And, so yeah, they... Shoot the guy that was saran wrapped to the crucifix or the cross. Dumps him down. They escape. The redneck buddy. The, um, that was P P J or D J or no? He had a like a hick name. Like <clears throat> there was Travis Billy Ray. Yeah, Billy Ray was the first one that got shot. Billy Ray Cyrus. Jared was the one that was in the cage. And Travis is the one that got shot outside. But Billy Ray gets out and kind of bails on the other guy because he can't cut his feet free. And escapes. And they send one of the church members out after him, which... Mm -hmm. Happens to be, uh, fuck. You're talking about Travis running out of the house. The guy that, no, I'm talking about the guy who ends up shooting and getting shot by Billy Ray. Oh, you're talking about um, Kevin Smith's uh, podcast, yeah, what, buddy? Like, I don't know, fuck, you had it. I know, I fucking told you who he was when we watched the fucking movie, but now his name fucking escapes me. God damn it. Of course it's not the top cast. <coughs> um, Ralph Garman. And he's had cameos in... Uh, this may have been his first one, but he's had a cameo in every movie since. But, yeah, he does Hollywood Babylon with him. So he goes and follows Billy Ray into their fucking arsenal. They've got... Well, he's running through the basement, and then all of a sudden he just realizes he's in a room full of guns. Yeah, I mean, they got... 
A fucking arsenal. Yeah. Of everything. And in my head, like, okay, just sit there and lay on bullets. Like, he let himself get shot by that guy. Like, I understand killing somebody, your first kill, is, like, I never kill anybody. Right. But killing somebody, is you're going to be nervous as fuck. But I'm not going to be nervous as fuck if I know this guy's out to kill me because I'm just going to lay out on his Yeah, but bullet. he didn't know he was there yet. Like, if you're just shooting at nothing. Then well, he was sitting there shaking. Yeah, just lay on the fucking bullets towards that goddamn door. It'll hit something. And if you run out, you Well, he didn't know he gun. was there yet. He knew he was g- coming close. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe you could hear him or whatnot, but... But I felt like there was a brief pause between, between the time he saw him and not. I'm like, I would have laid on bullets when I first saw, like, a little bit of a shadow or something. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, we should mention that as this is happening... The deputy shows up at the compound and sees the car and is talking to... Oh, yeah, we forgot to bring that up. Uh, That guy looks really familiar. I've seen him, yeah. Um, uh, He was... Deputy Pete, Matt Jones is his name. He was from... I mean, he was in Breaking Bad. He was in Brightburn. He was the brother. Okay. In Brightburn. A lot of voice work. But yeah, so he's there, and here's the gunshots. Calls for backup from the sheriff and ends up getting shot and killed. And that's when Cooper talks to the sheriff is like you shut locked us down otherwise i'm gonna leak the pictures to the paper and your wife and mm-hmm. that's when he almost tried to kill himself mm-hmm. when he's looking at his picture and that's when he got contacted john goodman yeah yeah so but yeah then we're back to, we're, we're all over on this movie yeah we are um <laughs> as usual but basically uh once they found the dead body and uh, Travis faked his that he got murdered. Yeah, that was clever. That was pretty clever. And so then he ends up grabbing a gun. But I don't know why he just kept running through the house. Like, I would have gone to one corner and just laid on bullets again. Like, just kill all of them as they're running <clears throat> towards you. Well, at that point, I mean, he's just trying to get out. Yeah, once, I know he's trying to get out. But, but once he comes back to <clears throat> the chapel where they're all still singing or they're mourning the death of yeah the one guy garmin and he he could have just laid fucking hellfire on him at that point because mm-hmm. presumably none of none of them were harmed and but i think he didn't because he saw his buddy was still alive and didn't want to accidentally kill him yeah well, that's the only logic i can come up with but then they end up all three dying anyhow yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um so he ends up just booking the ass out of the fucking place. We gets murdered by the cops. Yeah, unknown to even us at this point. Uh he escapes and is running and then just gets shot in the head, which you think is done by mm-hmm. the church. But turns out the ATF and the sheriff are out front and the What's sheriff the saw ATF? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Okay, that's right. And that the whole thing with them, he wants 
a written something written down before he executes everybody because the ATF, I, I'm not entirely sure about how it all played out, but I think they were in charge of the whole Waco incident mm. where you could, you could question whether or not it was ethical, how they handled that situation. Okay. So that, that, I think that's what that was all about. So that's why when shit goes sideways, he's like, you're telling me to kill men, women, and children. I want protection if I'm yeah. going to do this. That makes sense. So, yeah, they're... <clears throat> Goodman lays into the sheriff for starting a hostage situation. He tells him to go back into his car, and they're kind of talking... He gets on a bullhorn and tells him that to there we have a search warrant, search the premises, da da da. Like, oh, let's just wait, see what happens. <clears throat> then all of a sudden, his second in command gets his fucking eyeball blown out, mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, like I think the second in command was. He was yeah. He's uh. He was supposed to like. He's in the middle of making a command. I can't remember what it was, and then he just got shot in the eye. <clears throat> but that's when everybody started shooting up like yeah that's when he called his boss to get orders well in my head i'm like okay while they're fucking just shooting up the fucking place and they have those uh fog launching things why don't they just start shooting those at the fucking place while they're shooting at them because then there's gonna be fog and they can't see anything and then because they i i I mean, I guess they don't know the layout, so you shoot fog into a place you don't know where you're going that is just as bad for you as it is for them. Or just shoot fog. I don't know, man. I, I Their intel wasn't very good, so like I don't think they had any idea of how many people were in there. Yeah, like, they knew that there was women, women and children. They knew there were women and children in there. Which... But yeah, he ended, and Goodman ends up getting an order to just kill all of them. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just no witnesses. And he's struggling with it at first, and but then he's like, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, we, we fucked up before. We can't fuck up again. Like, we gotta. And that's like, at the end, when they were questioning him, they're like, you didn't follow orders, but. Yeah. He explained like, "Hey, we found a pot farm. We, you know." <coughs> but yeah, um, that part was interesting with the with the trumpet foghorn kind of thing at the very end. Yeah, yeah. that was one part. That kind of like started making me think like. Well, he he did write two endings to the movie, and I'll tell you what the second ending was. The reason he couldn't do it is it had been too expensive, but I think the that other ending was pretty fucking wild. Yeah, <clears throat> but we'll get to that once we finish. But yeah, uh, so where were we? 
I don't know. That's why I started talking about the because I feel like we're talking Cheyenne about tried to escape. Oh, yes. Which was like the, the oldest oldest daughter. Yeah, the good-looking daughter. The oldest child, anyway. Yeah. And then once she realized and heard the walkie-talkie, like, that they're not going to survive. And, yeah, that she, that's when she, like, went and saved him off the pole. Well, her mom came up and shot the... Because the... Yeah, he, the guy was going to kill he her. He tried to set her up, like, shot a gun... Tried to force it into her hand and tell her to run back in the house so he could kill her. But then the mom shows up and saves her daughter and essentially brings her in the house and says, why are you betraying your family? Yeah. And she's like, mom, they think we're terrorists. They're going to kill us all. And the mom's like, good. Then yeah. I'll be with your father and Jesus. Isn't that what you want? And yeah, that stuff kills me, man. Like wild, people man. take that religion that far, like. Well, every religion. <laughs> there are zealots in every religion, really. I mean. Well, in my head, like I want to be dead so I can spend my time with my dead husband and Jesus. Like, living is being alive is being alive, man. Like, I don't know, like. Enjoy it and then die. So the mom goes back and joins the family and trying to shoot everybody up. And that's when the girl goes and cuts him down. Brings him upstairs and explains what's going on. And is like, look, I don't want to hurt you, but I will. I need your help to get the babies out. And he's like, fuck you. Like, fuck you and your family. You killed my two best friends. You might as well fucking kill me now. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty badass. And... They ended up getting shot at. Another thing I read in the credits, uh, when they're in the room and the kids are... This was after she ends up shooting her mom. Mm -hmm. And the kids are there. And she's screaming at them to go in the attic and lock the doors and all that. The girl that was being held was, like, seriously crying. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, she was uh, not acting. She was scared of the girl that was screaming at her. Oh, shit. That's Dave Klein, the director of photography's daughter. Okay. And so after that happened, Kevin Smith felt really bad for putting her through that. He's like, can I give you some money so you can take her to a toy store? And Dave Klein said, just add it to the pile. Because everybody on set was felt so bad for her that they all gave her money and shit. <laughs> and then two days later, the little girl sees the girl that was screaming at her again, Cheyenne. And she got a little nervous and said to her, you're not going to act again, are you? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. Shit. But no, that, that one and... When Goodman was yelling at the sheriff and he turned to run to his car and fell down, mm -hmm. that was not planned. He actually fell down. Oh, really? <laughs> and they just used it, yeah. See, and that's what I like about movies, like, with producers like Kevin Smith. Like, they take some of the fuck-ups and it actually if fits it works, the movie. If it works, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... And I like finding out after the fact that that wasn't planned. 
Yeah. I like what like the behind the scenes shit like that. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like, hey, we didn't mean that to happen, but we're gonna keep that. That seems good. <laughs> but yeah, uh So after he sees the hostage um sees kind of how she reacted and killed her mom and handling the kids i guess he decides to help yeah so they escape they end up getting outside and run into john goodman's character she still has a gun and he's screaming at him to stop and Drop put the, the gun, gun down she ends up dropping it and he's like she's like we're not terrorists just uh just, I got enough evidence in the yeah, house. Yeah, you can lock us. Way. You can lock us up forever. Just don't kill the babies. And then, as soon as Goodman's kind of like, "All right," talking to her or listening to her anyway, the other guy comes up, pops them both like yeah. out of fucking nowhere. Like in my head, like I know he had the authority to because he was told to, but. You can clearly see John Goodman's character struggling with, with him. him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's the lead guy. What you kind of like, hey, boss, can I take him? Well, the guy that shot him was the guy that was arguing with him at the beginning. Like, this is not right. The mm-hmm. higher ups aren't here. You're here. This is your call. Yeah. And, and he was the one that ended up fucking Just, killing both of them. Yeah. That is, I didn't think about it that way. And then I don't remember at what point the sheriff gets blown away, but. He's sitting in his car and gets his head. Well, yeah, it was like 25 minutes before the movie ended. Like, he was trying to, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he's trying to get the car started. Is that what he was doing? Yeah. Shit. At least that's what I thought because he got in the group just, like, trying to get the car started and go. Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, But in all honesty, he's going to blow his head anyway. So, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) may have been able to get away with it had he survived. Mm hmm. Unless there was hard evidence in the house that they find, but yeah. Um, did you catch um, Jen in it? His wife. Yeah. She ended up getting shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that was with her, that played what we assume was her husband. Yeah. That's Michael Parks' son. Oh, okay. So they brought in a lot of friends and family to do this movie. Of course, the well, and that's why they probably got brought in the bigger stars because their friends and family are pl- making nothing. Probably was like, yeah. hey, we're just gonna hang out with friends and family and do a few shoots. Why the fuck not? And like we said, Garmin was—he's been cameoing a bunch. The woman with like the creepy son. Mm-hmm. She was been in a bunch of Kevin Smith films. She was in Jersey Girl. She was. Pretty sure she was in Reboot. She was in... Was she in Zach? She was in Zach and Mary. I think she played one of the auditioners. Okay. So she's been in a bunch of Kevin Smith shit. I think she might be a Jersey local. I think she he's known her forever. Well, and that's the thing is about Kevin Smith. Like, he has so many famous people that he knows and friends that he knows. Like, he makes a fo- one phone call, and it's like, hey, you want to be a movie? They don't even, like... Take a second to think about, it. like, yeah, well, what are we doing? What's up? Like, because he's a loyal, loyal person. Yeah. And he's one that's not going to fuck you. I am curious because he's worked with, I mean, to date this, 
He has worked with Chris Rock before. I haven't seen him have a take on the whole Oscars thing yet. Oh, yeah. But he's doing a podcast tonight. With uh, He's doing Fat Man Beyond tonight, so I'm sure he'll say something about it. Oh, then. shit, yeah. But that'll be interesting to see what his take on that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, so yeah, and then, yeah, we're getting to about the end where the trumpets yes. go off. That's to me, I started really thinking, I'm like, oh shit, do they like have another backup church with more people somewhere like hidden in the backdrop? Like, that's what's going through oh, my head. Oh, is that what you thought? I, that's what I started thinking. I never thought about what it was actually supposed happened. to be the indication of the start of the rapture. Where Which I don't know what that Jesus is. comes back and takes the believers with him and leaves all the sinners behind. See, I don't know much anything okay. about any of that. So well, that, that's head, that's why they dropped all their weapons and okay. like, okay, the this is the end of times. Mm-hmm. This is the apocalypse. So they believe they're in the right, so they think they're going right to heaven. Okay. See, I don't know much about religion. Yeah, I know. I know. And so when I think... When I hear trumpets, I just think, oh, the other, there's more people playing trumpets in the background. I don't know what the fuck. You think it's their backup coming and shit. Yeah, I'm thinking war. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, they come out all fucking prepared that. And even John Goodman's like, enough of this fire and brimstone preacher. What do you, what's going on? What are those fucking trumpets? And then Parks is like, fire and brimstone's all that's left. And shooting, shooting, shooting. Gets right up in his face, and then he kind of pauses and cuts ahead to the interview with Goodman's character. And those two guys interviewing him, I've seen them before, both of them. One of them was in White Collar, one of them was in Burn Notice, but they've done a bunch of shit. Okay. And... That whole back and forth was funny when uh, they tr- they do the interview. He finds out he got promoted, and they're shutting it down. He's like, wait, you're just going to kill him anyway, aren't you? And then they shut the kid. You don't have to kill him. You can just keep him locked away forever without a trial. This is after the Patriot Act, 9-11. You're a terrorist. You're going to jail for life. Nobody's going to hear from you ever again. That, all that was kind of funny. Yeah, I I really liked how they went from the trumpets to the interview, and it's just like, boom, that's how it goes. Like, yeah. It wasn't like you don't see a SWAT team come and take everybody down. Like It just goes from them surrendering, thinking that they're going to die, to, oh, nope, you're just all going to jail, motherfuckers. Yeah. And the whole explanation of the trumpets was fucking fantastic. Well, we waited for the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, and clearly the rapture wasn't coming, so we took him into custody. (laughs) There's some eco-fucking hippie college kids who were just fucking with the church. Yeah. But it was, their compost (laughs) community was just a cover for a grow fucking thing, and so they arrested them, too. Yeah, that was that hilarious. Was Especially because that time there was no legal pot in. No. I mean, presumably this takes in the middle. I mean, it's called Red State, so somewhere in the center of the country. Yeah, I would say Nebraska. 
They, yeah, they, and they mentioned like they, I mean, straight up said that now you're thinking of the Phelps is up in Kansas. Yeah, this is something else. But and yeah, that's essentially the end of the movie. But his one of the ideas he had for the ending was the trumpets go, and everybody goes and covers their ears, and. Goodman's character closes his eyes and covers his ears, and as his eyes are closed, everybody's chest and head explodes. Cops and the churchgoers otherwise, except for the preacher, who, as the trumpets end, Goodman opens his eyes, uncovers his ears, and there's an angel, presumably Gabriel, with a sword through the fucking chest of uh, uh, the pastor, looks at John Goodman, puts his fucking finger to his mouth and goes, shh, flies up to the heavens as the four horsemen of the apocalypse fly down. Shit. <laughs> that was his other idea for the well, ending. if they did that, that's a Kevin Smith ending right there. I right? mean, that's, that's fucking wild ending. That but... would have been a wild, wild ending. Too wild. It was too expensive. It would have been too wild. But when he, I've listened to him talk about, I think this, when this movie came out, is right around when I started listening to his podcast. And he's talked about this when he was making it and after he made it quite a bit. And he said when he was writing the script, (coughs) he wanted every 10 pages, he wanted to change the, aspect of what the audience was thinking mm-hmm. so he's like all right i'm writing this this is where i see it going i'm gonna take a fucking 90 degree turn and go this way and that's where all like the sudden kills happen <laughs> <laughs> like the shooting of the hostage or the hostage and the girl like okay. that was all right they expect them to take him into custody so i'm gonna kill him right here yeah and that was his whole method to writing the script was every 10, 15 pages, I'm going to turn it on its head. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really like this film. I really think Kevin Smith, I mean, we're going to go into his other serious movies here soon, and I mean... Well, I, I think the other, the next couple... Uh, are more comedic. This one is straight thriller. Well, because we didn't do J- the new Jane Seven Bob, did we? Well, I mean that comes later. I know we got Tusk Yoga Hosers first. Yes. I mean Tusk is still played kind of straight, but there are more comedic elements in it than this that one. That one's fucked. Yeah. That one's pretty fucked for sure. It's like body horror. Mm-hmm. But this one is. I mean, they started off as kind of like a saw where you kidnap people and you think you're going to get tortured. Yeah. And then it kind of turns into an, just kind of an action thriller almost. And Yoga Hosers is a whole different style of movie. Oh, yeah. Yoga Hosers is something else for sure. <laughs> but, no, this is this is a solid flick. Yeah. I wish I could buy this. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I, this was the first movie he took out, like, <coughs> he toured with. Like, he's done 
I'm pretty sure every movie since he's kind of gone on the road with it, mm-hmm. done showing the movie and then did Q and A afterwards. So the fact that this only made a million dollars at the box office, it it didn't get a release. Mm-hmm. Like it only aired where he took it. Yeah. And I think they only did like 30 cities or something. Interesting. Where it, with like reboot, they did 70. I was gonna say 60, but yeah, that sounds about right. So. Yeah. But yeah, it, Rogan fucking loves this movie. He talks about it all the time on his podcast. Well, what I love is I'm sitting here right now in my podcast, our podcast room, and I see Kevin Smith, um, James on Bob. I see James on Bob. I see James on Bob. Like we are huge, huge fans of this guy. Yeah. And yeah, our podcast room has a bunch. And I mean, if we it s- weren't for this guy, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's the only reason we do this. Exactly. Like. Because I heard him on a podcast one time say, if you want to do it, just do it. Yeah. So yeah. then we started. <laughs> and then, like, we started with the minimum equipment. And now we got the, I would not say top of the line. No. <laughs> but this is. We're working our way Low end, middle of the line equipment if you look at some of the real shit. Yeah. There. So. It works for us. Well, dude, we went from, like, trailer park broke. Oh, absolutely. That shitty ass laptop, 10 minutes to boot up. Those were the days. The fucking mixer, not even having fucking boom mic arms. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> so. So the thing is, we got the computer, we got that. Now we need mics. But. Yeah, better mics would probably be the next thing to buy for sure. Like I said, I want to get those ones that are 120. But I don't know if that boom arms are gonna work for it, so I'll have to work on that. But. <laughs> yeah. Yetis. That's what it is, Yetis. Yetis, yeah. But during the process of making this movie and after, I'm trying to think of another director who's been protested more than once for a film. Jeez. I mean, Dogma and this one, people have actively protested. Well, isn't Dogma another film that you can't get and we have? We have the DVD, yeah. It's... It's hard to get. It's difficult to get, yes. Not nearly as difficult as this one. No. But, I mean, what was it? The DVD was like 65 bucks or something for For Red State? Yeah, yeah. But no, the Westboro Baptist Church came after him heavy for this film, uh, for obvious reasons. And I think that the protests we watched where he went out with his own signs and shit. Mm-hmm. I think that was at Sundance. Okay. But he had, after Sundance, he took it on the road and they went to Kansas City and they're from Kansas. And so he, he openly online invited all of them. To come, like, I'll, I'll pay for your tickets. You can come and watch the movie and then bitch about it because they hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. They're just bitching because. They like to bitch. The same reason the Catholic League was bitching about dogma. They never saw it. They just heard something. And Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they had shown up and left 20 minutes after the fact. But they had given him a gift. He he has a like one of those stand-up specials where he does Q&As called mm-hmm. Burn in Hell, which yeah. is it's an hour long essentially about the making of this 
Yeah. And all everything that happened. And so he tells this story in that DVD. But they gave him a poster, a Red State poster, but had written on it, uh, fags. It said so. The poster said Red State fags, as a slam, yeah. I guess. He's like, oh, that's kind of funny. I'm gonna frame that and put it in my house because these people fucking hate me so much. It's kind of funny. His wife hated it, but. I think he had gotten it framed and hadn't hung it up yet. And then him and the family went to dinner, came back, and the maids had cleaned the house and turned the poster around so it was right in front of the door, and their daughter walked in and saw it. And they were kind of terrified of what she's going to think, seeing this word and all that. She's like, what is that, the sequel? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she doesn't know. That is funny. But no. I think it was the Kansas City show where two of the two defectors from the Phelps and from the Westboro Baptist Church showed up to his show, and he brought him on stage and interviewed him for like 15 minutes about what it was like and how similar is the movie to what it actually was and all that. I think I did see that. I can't imagine I haven't shown it to you. you I'm sure I, I did. We've been through this discussion. Yeah, I'm 90 percent sure. We I have. think I showed it to Buyer also. We were talking about it one night and. But the thing is, I smoke a bunch of pot, so most likely I'd remember if you put the 10-second clip on, but yep, got it. Yeah, it's interesting. And there have been other defectors, too. One of the prominent ones who was protesting this movie was Megan, which I think is the granddaughter of the kind of guy in charge. She ended up defecting. And okay. she went on Rogan's podcast, and it's it's a very fascinating conversation. Hmm. Like, talking about why they believe this, and how did you escape and get out? And all, Like, she... I think she was four years removed on that Rogan podcast, and she hadn't talked to anybody inside the church since she left. Shit. I mean, it's essentially a cult. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the only way to really describe it. See, I'm just going to say it. I don't understand cults. Because the thing is, is I don't understand trying to brainwash a person like me. Because I am such a hard-headed fucking person that I believe what I want to believe. And that's just how I that, roll. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I understand that. But... What they were with this movie and also the Westboro Baptist, it's essentially just a big family. So, are they incest? You, I was trying to figure that out. No, I I'm not entirely sure. I think they were implying that a little bit with the creepy kid, maybe yeah, that one kid that looked fucking that was like knitting with his mom. Yeah. During, I think that might have been an implication of that. But when it comes to, like, the WBC, I don't know. Um, and I, another thing I wish they would have... This is one movie, and I will never say this a lot. They could have went 20 minutes longer. 
25. I would like to know the evidence that was inside the house. Like, what kind of evidence are we talking about? Like, is it is it towards the bombings and stuff that were that they were talking about on the phone? I no, I think that was all fabricated. Okay, I think that I was... don't know, but that's where my head is. Like, what kind of evidence are we talking about? So, like I said, very rarely will I say they need to add a little bit to these this film, but I feel like I could have used a little bit more explanation. I don't know how. I don't know if you feel like that, but I mean it. This is a I mean, quick it's a ninety good... minutes. It it fucking I mean, once I... it starts, it fucking goes and doesn't stop. And that's the thing is, is like they didn't need to. Like I said, this is a great film as is. But I would not have mind an extra twenty minutes of like them like sorting through the evidence. And the aftermath the... of yeah, I mean, like pulling it... shit out of the house and saying this files this. this it would have been interesting to see like the church people's reaction to the rapture not happening like they hear the trumpets and then they realize that they're they're not getting taken to heaven right now like what how do, how do you react to that yeah that'd be interesting to see i suppose so i mean like i said i like how they went from hearing the trumpets to the thing and then done. the interview yeah great ending but again i would not have minded it doesn't like it affects my rating or anything I might do, feel about this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's most of the time I bitch because I feel like they could cut forty minutes out of this I fucking movie. Know. But this is the first. I think this is actually the first movie I'll ever say that I wish they would have added an extra twenty, even a half hour. Fuck it, make it a two hour long movie. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I mean, uh... but with that being said, I mean. I don't think I'd ever, well, <laughs> um, most Kevin Smith movies I would don't think I'd ever rate underneath a 7.5. I mean, the last movie, what's that? you guys all probably listened to that already, yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that one he didn't write, so I don't include that in the Pantheon, so to yeah. speak. But... Yeah, I don't have much more to say. It's definitely a change of pace, but I think it was a good change of pace. I... Oh, I think he's making the right turns, like decisions when it comes to his movies. And, you know, like, hey. And, like I said, he brought back his stoner comedy. So, like, he went through this dark phase. And then now he brought back that phase, which he will get into that. But well, that's a great movie. I think after this, when this movie came out, I think he said he was done directing films. Yeah. Like this is this is my last one. Red State. Yeah. Oh, and then he brought. But then Tusk. Tusk. And then yeah. Clerks Three, baby's coming out August. Yeah, it was weird, because. Uh, <clears throat> He's like, all right, did Red State. I'm done. And then he reads this goofy-ass article about a man turning somebody into a walrus. I'm like, all right, I got to make that movie. Then made that. Then Yoga Hosers. And then he was going to do Moose Jaws, which was going to finish off his Canadian horror trilogy. <laughs> but 
Hasn't gotten there yet. Instead, he went and did Jay and Silent Bob, and now Clerks 3, and he's working on a Mallrats 2 script. And he, he, yeah, he just gave him the creative juices he needed. I think I what he's doing is, okay, I went through the drama, not drama, but these, whatever you call this, dark series, I'll call it. Yeah. And then he did the those, and Yoga Hosers was a mix between dark and com- comedic, I would say. Yoga Hosers, yeah, it, it's definitely it, slapstick. Yeah, and then I, he's probably like, fuck it, I'm a stoner now. I'm going to bring back my stoner movies and write those while I'm fucking stoned as shit again. Well, that was all because of the heart attack. Like, yeah. I, I mean, he says, take it Dude. as his word, but he said when he was on the operating table during his heart attack, my one regret is I didn't make Jane Silent Bob reboot. Then it was a year ago after his heart attack they started filming Jane Silent Bob reboot, yeah. and so I think that just gave him another. And he's like, "Oh, I'm all rad. Perspective. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I've got more stories to tell in this world. And so here's my other thought: Would it be fun, just for a month, to go on the potato diet, eat nothing? But a baked potato, <laughs> not even with salt or butter. We just, just fucking baked potatoes. That's it. That's it. And yeah, it gotta realize that's it. You bake a potato and put nothing on it and eat it. Yeah. No French fries. I know. No hash browns. I know. No. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the shitting? Oh, it'd be horrific. It wouldn't be solid though. No, ever. You couldn't fart. You'd have to. Yeah, I don't. It. Wear a diaper. He dropped like 30 pounds in fucking a month or something like that doing it. Jesus, if I dropped 30 pounds right now, dude, I would be like bulimic. Yeah, but he needed to. He looks great now. But no, I think we should do the potato diet like one time. Like, let's clean out the fridge and let's just like. People come <laughs> over and like, you want a potato? <laughs> <laughs> we just have a bunch of potatoes baked in the fucking thing. <laughs> just never ending fucking baked potatoes. So you can't do salt, it's just plain. Yep. That's all he ate for like two weeks. But or the, maybe it was a month. Wasn't I don't he know. able to like add stuff as a week goes by? It started, yeah, the diet he was on, he talked about this on Rogan, it was it was based on a book called Just Sides. So for the first, it might have only been like two weeks or something. All you eat was potatoes. And then you can add corn. And he doesn't like corn, apparently. So he's like, fuck this, I'm just eating potatoes. And then he ended up going vegan. I don't think I ever could go vegan. No. but, And he's stayed vegan. He's still to this day a vegan. Yeah. See, and... Maybe I'd rather go towards the Joe Rogan side. We would buy a bunch of elk and just eat elk. All well, time. I mean, we can do that. Do the potato diet. Then we're going to put our body in shock. You know what kind of shit you're going to be shitting out? But then every, once a month, every year, Rogan does the carnivore diet where all you eat is meat. Dude. Any kind of meat. That's But you can't have anything else. I can do that. I think that would be easier than potatoes. Dude, I just have jerky everywhere in this house. Jerky and steak and chicken and... I mean, you can have I'd any be, kind of I'd meat. be eating, like, steak three times a week. I'd be eating bacon. Is fish involved? I think fish is allowed. 
So yeah, you do. You may even eggs might be Shrimp. a lot of it. Scallops. I I'm not all that familiar with the That'd diet. That'd be kind of interesting. Because I could do, do a steak with a side of scallops. <laughs> <laughs> surf and turf, baby. <clears throat> no, it'd be like three steaks a week with shrimp, and then you got the salmon dinner nights. Just a burger. Just a burger, no bun. Remember we? Oh, we could do lettuce bun. Oh, no, can't. No buns. Remember we we did no buns for a while on the keto. Yeah, it sucks. But now they don't even have keto buns, and their life sucks. Their life is just everything's shit right now. There's no French fries. French fries shortage. All right. So, yeah. I, well, we, we got to rate, rate this. It. We didn't rate it. Eight three. Eight three. I was gonna go a solid eight. Um, I was gonna go eight, but then I was like, <laughs> it deserves a little bit. The fact that Kevin Smith made it with, I mean, four. No idea. You had he had it in him to make a movie like this. I wouldn't rate it as his best. But it's definitely top tier for sure. Yeah. So then, we got Tusk next. Yeah. Yoga hosers. And... I think Tusk is streaming somewhere. Well, we gotta get back to Fast and Furious too. That's. <clears throat> I haven't even written those down yet. Fuck. Yeah. So I have them. I don't know. Oh, you have them written down. That's right. Yeah. I'll transfer them over eventually. But, yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll do Fast and Furious next. And then go to Tusk. Yeah. Alternate. See what the fuck happens. But, yeah. Yeah, strong flick. I recommend it. And watch. The I only mean, way you can watch it is by getting Netflix DVD. Yeah. To be completely honest. That is true. So... Pay the $9, or I think it's fourteen ninety nine now, two discs a month. You can't get the single one anymore. I'm grandfathered in. But, yeah, definitely recommend this movie. And you will definitely, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you will definitely battle your friend. <laughs> if it is or isn't. Yeah. So, all right. Still loving the shit. Still loving it. Loving the shit. Peace <laughs> out. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze, booze and, and bullshit. bullshit.